Knox here. Good morning, Wednesday. Had a lovely trip up to the Bay Area. And out to the coast. So, back in the garden. I saw an old pixels artist, Kimberly Post. Posted something on Facebook asking a question about rhubarb. And it reminded me of an old thing that happened back in 1968. My friend Karen and I wanted to go see the Jefferson Airplane and the Grateful Dead at the Carousel Ballroom in San Francisco. And the Carousel Ballroom was later became Fillmore West but it wasn't the Fillmore West yet. And let's see, it was the summer of 68. And we didn't have the money for the tickets, so we decided we'd sell the Berkeley Barb on Telegraph Avenue on Friday night and get the money to go to the show on Saturday night. And uh, so we went and got the barbs, and basically, I think what it was, you you bought them for half what they cost, then you just stood on the street and, you know, hawked, hawked them as people walked by. And I was in front of Cody's Books on Telegraph Avenue, and uh, I kept, you know, people walked by, I go, Berkeley Barb, Berkeley Barb. I was, I was 17 years old. And then I had a, an inspiration, and I walked up to the little market that was a few doors up the street on the other side of Haste and got a can of rhubarb. So I'd hold it behind my back, and I'd held, hold my, the, you know, the papers in my right hand, and people would come by, and I'd go, Berkeley Barb, Berkeley Barb, and they'd keep going. I'd go, how about a can of rhubarb? <laughs> Sales skyrocketed. <laughs> but I remember some really straight couple, and believe me, in that era, the lines were clearly drawn. Who was who, and who was on which side. And But the straight couple stopped and bought a barb, of course. I think they were like 15 cents or something. And... One of them said, you ought to go into advertising. And I was so offended. I didn't, I was polite to them, but I was totally offended by the remark. And um, 
I mean, they're probably right, actually. But I made a conscious decision early on to... Oh, well, let me finish the story first. Well, I quickly sold out my 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 half of the the barb, and then I sold the can of rhubarb to another Berkeley barb salesman. So, I mean, it's a, this hippie, so uh, he saw what was happening. So, I've sold him the can. I didn't mark it up. I've never thought that way. Well, yeah, pretty much. Anyway. <laughs> Back then, no, brother, here you go. It was you know, 39 cents, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I made a decision back then. I was, I was never going to get into advertising. When late, Much later, when I got into graphic design and copywriting, I did run uh, win a uh, advertising cable car award once for a marketing newsletter, uh, for writing a newsletter. But that wasn't, I didn't consider that advertising. It was for people that had joined the Steve Martin fan club and Winterland Productions uh, hired me to produce the newsletters for Steve Martin and Journey and Eddie Money and Tom Petty. And anyway. But uh, the only other time I ever did anything directly related to advertising was um, uh, a brochure about a shipyard and I took a bunch of technical data from engineers and turned it into a marketing brochure for this ship repair yard but um, I don't trust advertising people never have um, and uh, I, I had a there was a woman who used to be involved with Pixels in the magazine, and she was, um, she's not anymore. Uh, she's decided that iPhone photography is, you know, beneath her. And, uh, but she was married to a advertising guy, and I remember her one time, and, but they were, I mean, I don't know, it was this weird story, but um, she, they were getting a divorce or something, but from Chicago, and she told me, oh, poor, Nathan, that was the guy's name, Nate or something. You know, he's so creative and he has to do this awful shit in advertising. And I said, I don't want to hear it. You, you, he made a choice. You know, he, he, he went for the money. He, that's where he took his God-given talent. And he made a decision, no sympathy from me. If you want to be an artist, you become an artist and you, you, suffer the consequences and also enjoy the, you know, the, that kind of the, the ability to create and to bring forth beauty into the world. I mean, that's, and that's the trade-off, you know, you get that. You don't get money a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, you can't, I mean, it's very clear. You cannot serve God and mammon. You choose one or the other. You choose your art. I have an old friend, who, and he's a total businessman, great guy, but he told me once, uh, what did he say? He goes, yeah, well, the businessman, it's like there's no ego. They just do what they have to do to you know, make a business, build a business, make a profit, and this and that. With artists, it's all about them. 
and I had to explain to him, and I said, no, it's, it's, that's not how it works. Uh, it's all about the work, and you have to get your ego out, of, ego out of the way to let the work come through, whether it's a song or a photograph or, or a painting or a poem or a story. You have to get out of the way, and, but there's no return. There's no calculation. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, there is craft, of course, but I mean, it's like you're not. And so that's, that's the total, that's the complete difference there. And, you know, all the artists I know, all they do is work, so, uh, you know, whether they make money or not. So, no, I don't trust advertising people. I, I, two, two people I've been relatively, or one I consider a very close friend, and then my old landlady, both advertising, they both just pulled utter nasty betrayal bullshit, you know. And I, both times, I well, the first one in particular... I thought, okay, this guy's the exception to the rule, but he wasn't. My landlady I never fully trusted, and she eventually showed her true colors. I'm, I'm recording over the foghorns. Knocks over and out.